When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the left wing for the win, he shoots and scores! 5-4, into 10, in overtime! Across the 5, the deuce is loose, touchdown Elks! Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, couple games in the NHL tonight. 14 minutes left in New Jersey. Devils and Canadians in a 2-2 tie. Also, Panthers leading the Red Wings 2-1. That's about three and a half minutes into the third period. There was supposed to be a game in Buffalo with Chicago, but the uh, travel restrictions and all the snow and all that stuff means that game is postponed until tomorrow night. The Raptors, who traded Pascal Siakam today, the last piece from their 2019 NBA championship team, leading Miami 85-64 with four and a half minutes left in the third quarter. A little bit of local basketball news. Jordan Baker will be both the head coach and the general manager of the Edmonton Stingers, fully sliding into the GM role once his season coaching at Nate is done. He was the head coach last year, of course, played for the team before that. Steve Sir, who'd been the GM, will remain with the organization in an associate GM Role. So quick news and notes there from the day as uh, we get you ready as well for the Oilers game tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken as the Oilers have won 11 in a row. Still sounds a little surreal, doesn't it? Great game last night against the Maple Leafs. 5.30 face-off show tomorrow. Oilers now with Bob will start at 4 and uh, the game against the Tentacles will face off at 7. The uh, Oilers did not have Evander Kane on the ice today at practice, uh, nursing uh, some bumps and bruises after blocking a shot last night. Uh, sounded uh, Chris Knobloch sounded pretty hopeful that Kane will play tomorrow. James Hamlin did not practice today uh, as he had a personal matter to attend to, but he is healthy. Sam Gagne has been cleared to play. Uh, you heard him talking well, uh, probably about a week and a half ago now about having some concussion symptoms after taking a knock to the head on that New York area road trip. Uh, Gagne is cleared to play, not not sure if he's going to be in tomorrow night as we've seen Chris Knobloch he uh, often doesn't change a winning lineup so that's some news and notes there from where there's practice so Chris Knobloch was talking today about uh, you know sort of the process of the season which has a big uh, bit of big focus for him he said he's still learning his team and his players and he uh, talked about how he communicates with the team through this winning streak I think it depends on the situation, trying to read it off your team. And you know, I've been here for a little bit longer. I kind of understand what the players are, what they need. Um, it's still early. I, there's still, I, 
what that I don't know. But as a coach, you're always you run the risk of how much you talk to the team. Um, sometimes your voice gets drowned out. Uh, like what is important? And if we focus, if we focus on everything, we end up focusing on nothing. And um, I guess it's as a coach, you have always have to pick your spots of what's important, what needs to be addressed. Sometimes there's nothing that needs to be talked about. Well, there's no reason for me to go in there and just um, make something up to just. Uh, say something to be heard um, but you know I think right now the focus is on getting better at certain systems yes but I, probably the biggest thing is just not getting complacent you know I think we're very um, happy with the way we're playing we're um, feeling very confident but we don't want to get that complacency creep into our game like that line, if we focus on everything, we end up focusing on nothing. It's called focus for a reason. You zero in. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, good stuff there from Knobloch. And, and like I said, he, he he admits he's still learning about his team. He's still getting to know how to communicate his players, uh, maybe how you have to talk to each guy, things like that. Uh, he's never come in here and said that he's got it all figured out, even though the uh, wins lately suggest that they have. Uh, one thing about the Oilers, and, and this has been a huge focus, as we've discussed the winning streak is the games do not get under control. Of course, there's never a perfect win. Other teams are trying to win just as hard as the Oilers. They do things well. And as we've seen, certainly over the last four games, there's difficult moments in games. You don't always have the lead. You don't always have the lead going to the third period. You don't always have things going your way. But I asked Derek Ryan today about the team's seemingly very calm demeanor. I'd call it confidence. Uh, we're a confident group. We know that even if we're behind, um, I think there's been some games um, where we have been behind, but we've probably been outplaying the, the competition. So uh, the message is not to deviate from how we're playing. We don't need to change anything. We don't need to start to whatever, take chances. We just continue to play the same way, and it might take 55 minutes or 57 minutes in the game, and we can, we can get to where we need to go. So, um, yeah, it's a swagger. It's a confidence. And Derek Ryan last night, how about these nice numbers? Uh, 540 career games now, 80 goals, 120 assists, 200 points, 140 penalty minutes even. All, all the stats divisible by 10. But the key one, of course, was getting to that 200th NHL point last night. Pretty lucky, pretty blessed for sure. I feel pretty fortunate to be where I am. Obviously, I've worked incredibly hard and done a lot of uh, great things in my hockey career to get to where I am now. But um, yeah, just a nice little time to reflect and realize um, how fortunate I am. We'll see if Derek Ryan can get uh, yet another double-digit goal season. He has four goals in 40 games, so not quite on pace to get there, but close. His previous two years with the Oilers, 13 goals and 10 goals. The only uh, season in which he he didn't get to double digits, well, I mean, first year with Carolina, he only played six games, scored twice. The uh, pandemic-shortened season with the Flames, he played 43 games, got two goals. Other than that, he hits 10. He's been between 10 and 15 every year, so maybe still a chance to get there. And he benefited last night uh, from Ryan McLeod, who assisted on Derek Ryan's game-tying goal, and then McLeod scored the winner himself with 3.05 left. Uh, Derek Ryan on number 71. Yeah, I think his game's uh, looking great. Um, I know that uh, you guys were pretty hard on him early in the season, and uh, you know that probably was hard on him mentally. And and it's really nice to see him kind of turn the corner and um, demand the praise of the people that have criticized him. Well, McLeod's playing well for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? Uh, I guess Derek Ryan maybe doesn't like all the things he uh, hears about his teammates at times, which is his his prerogative. But uh, certainly McLeod has uh, given a big spark to the team over the last couple of months. Talking about sparking the team, how about the goaltending? Stuart Skinner's 15-2 and two in his last 17 games. Uh, Derek Ryan was asked to comment on his goalie today. Well, he's a smarter guy than I am. I'll give him that. Um, I think he's just a true pro. I think he's he's learning um, what it takes to be a consistent starting goaltender, elite starting goaltender. Um, he's learning how to take care of his body and be at his A game every every day. And um, yeah, I don't know. He's a great guy. He's, I, I hang out with him all the time, go to dinners with him all the time, and um, he just has a really level-headed uh, mentality and demeanor, and I think that carries over to how he plays. All right, so Skidder has been playing a lot. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Calvin Pickard, who has been doing pretty well when he has been in net, but with the Oilers' spaced-out schedule this month, I mean, you actually could play Skidder every game. Five games left until they get the break for the bye week and the All-Star game, so Knobloch was asked today about managing that workload for Skinner. I'm a little bit, but also the way the schedule is, it's pretty uh, relaxed. We've got three games a week for three weeks, never playing back-to-backs, so you can rely on your starter a little bit more, especially where we, um, Stu has been playing. But we also have a backup that's been playing really well too for us, and we don't want him to get cold and ice him out. Um, those are tough decisions for us because we got two guys that are playing well, and same with our our forward groups that we got the guys that we can use and we would like to get back in the lineup, but we're, we're happy with a lot of guys. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you be? But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, five games left. Um, I mean, what Pickard played, it was last Thursday, right? Does he get the Thursday games? I don't know. We'll see how they come out for the morning skate tomorrow. But it seems like any decision, any player choice has been working out for the Oilers lately. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show inside. Sports at 630Ched.com. We do have Luke Gazdick coming up tonight. As always, he's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Kellen Kennedy down the hallway in the 630Ched control room. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you? Uh, I am doing very well, buddy. Uh, yet another win for the Oilers uh, mm-hmm. last night. Uh, what What is your... Are you, do you guys still keep track of your oh, yeah. operator records? How yeah. are you doing? Uh, I'm sitting at 14, 11, and 1. I got the one tie on the schedule. You got the so overtime far. loss to the Jets. So, sorry, uh, the overtime loss. Yeah. Uh, so what, what does that make Angie then? Uh, she is at 10 and 4. Better points percentage than you, Kellen. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well. But, but. We're, we're getting into the second half of the season, and I think I'm statistically doing more games. So I get, quote-unquote, more starts, and uh, we're rolling. <laughs> you got, so we'll you got a chance to make up some ground. That's right. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, we'll get to Luke Gazdick when we come back. Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Still 2-2 Canadians and the Devils now with less than seven minutes to go in the third period. He joins us every week here on Inside Sports, a former Edmonton Oiler, now doing a great job early in his broadcasting career. It is Luke Gazdick. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? 
Oh, good as always, Reed. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. It's nice to talk to you again. And oil country is a buzz with an 11 game winning streak. And I think a game that lived up to the billing last night against the Maple Leafs. The stars were going. There were a lot of chances, a lot of good plays. But and then for our fan base, <laughs> the Oilers got the victory. How, what was your experience watching last night? Yeah, what a game. Uh, we're, we were treated to a good one mid-Jan here. You you rarely, you know, see a ton of games like that back and forth. These are my two favorite teams in hockey. Honestly, I grew up here in Toronto, obviously, and, and you know my loyalty to the oil. So anytime these two teams come together, I'll be dialed in. But it, it really did not disappoint. I thought both goalies played outstanding. I thought the stars came out and shined. Matthews was great. Um, McDavid on the other side was uh, outstanding. It was tight-checking. Um, no power plays, right? One on each side. So it was pretty much just even strength hockey all the way uh, and just back and forth. I thought the Leafs controlled the game early uh, and then the oil kind of took over and uh, all, all in all, it was it was just a great tilt. The Oilers have had a few games now over this winning streak that have been close and that they've had to come from behind in, but they've only had to come back from a goal or two. They've only allowed 19 goals over the 11 game <laughs> winning streak, which is pretty amazing. Like, do you see any huge systematic changes with defending now that, you know, Knobloch and Coffee have been here for a while? Is, is it a more, well, I think it is a more re- resilient group. Uh, I'm just wondering what, what you've seen in terms of keeping the goals against down. Well, I definitely see them playing harder, especially in the D zone. Like it's, Almost as if, and I don't even know how I want to phrase this, but it's almost as if they're playing with a lot more pride. Uh, I think the winning streak is really contributing to that in them, you know, wanting to keep this thing going. Obviously, a huge part has been Stu. Uh, I mean, it just the momentum that he can give you when he makes a big save, especially early, like he, the, the whole bench jumps up and everyone kind of just jumps on board. But just playing tighter and like turnovers in the offensive zone, these guys are on their horse and they're on the way back where earlier in the season, you saw a lot of shoulder shrugs and guys not making plays and maybe not getting back as hard as they probably could. Uh, the decor, my gosh, what like what a turnaround from earlier in the season. I just I love the job that that Stewart and Koff have done back there, kind of stabilizing for these guys. But between Stu and and the hardness and the and the level of intensity that they're playing with, everything has just been brought up to another level for these guys. Yeah. How much can how much can that build if you do win? You know, a game in Chicago where you don't play great, a game in Detroit where you give up kind of a late funky goal to tie it and win in overtime, overcome a goaltending performance. Montreal, overcome a goaltending performance, overcome goals being disallowed. And then again, last night, this disallowed goal. Yeah. Two nothing. Like it just, is that just keep the confidence? Like they, they must feel like the game's never out of reach as, as like you said, opposed to earlier in the season, games would get out of reach. Yeah, man, that is honestly pretty veteran leadership and great composure. Like Zach Hyman gets walked down the left side. Mo Riley goes in, beats his check, probably should have got help on the backside from the defenseman. But 
you kind of see Himes and he knows he makes a mistake, right? Like they don't play a man to man. So he shouldn't be running all the way down there, but you know, that's probably his fault, that goal. And no more than 20 seconds later, he's down in the offensive zone, walks around Brody and roofs at short side. And I know that the goal doesn't count. So that's what I'll get to after this. But even the fact that you can, take that mentally and put that aside and go right back to the dot and just kind of reset. I had such a hard time doing that resetting after making a bad play or whether I was on for a goal or I took a minus, I really had to work with like, we had a, uh, like a mental, I don't even know what you want to call performance coach there. And that's one of the things I worked, worked on was like, how do I get these bad thoughts out of my head after I make a mistake that sometimes it's like clearly my fault as a winger, you don't get the puck out D walks lines in the back of your net. And you're sitting there, you're like, man, 16, 17,000 just watched me turn that over with hundred thousand more hundreds of thousands more at home. And they know that was my fault. Like that's all I thought of, but that's composure. And that's a veteran guy to go out and kind of spin. And then the flip side of that, the goal doesn't even count. So you have all this momentum in a, in a good, positive trajectory and then you get sunk again but they just keep chipping away and that's just like compete staying in the fight and i really think the top guys are leading that way when you have a younger team i i feel like they have the tendency to get affected way more mentally by things like that but you can kind of tell this team's growing up like that's they're showing some maturity here in going down too and being like boys this is nothing here like we got this no panic no nerves like let's just chip away yeah yeah i love how you put that and just that ability to stay with it and i think also that ability to have other players contribute i mean rob brown made an interesting point after the game last night he said if you would have told the maple leafs in the afternoon you're going to be up two nothing halfway through the second period and the game is going to end with Connor mcdavid having one assist they would have said yeah I'll take it. We'll, I'll take we'll take it. it. But, then, but then you have Ryan McLeod come through with a goal and an assist in the third period. Yeah, I thought Clowder was great. And Chris Knobloch's been doing this a couple times now. Woody did it a lot more, but where he stacks up the big line, right? And he'll throw Leon and Connor and whoever out there with him. The first time, was it four left in the second? He threw Kane out there and Dreisaitl ends up getting the goal on the backhand. Then in the third, he does it with Clowder. And I personally like Ryan more on the wing. There's a lot of responsibility when it comes to playing center ice in the NHL and having to check and play 200 feet. And when he can focus more on the offensive side, playing the wing, especially with two elite players, it just allows him that much more flexibility. And he makes a great play. Credit to DR, Derek Ryan, net front. Um, makes no mistake with that one. Honestly, that was some pretty poor defensive coverage by the Leafs. I thought that was their anchor last night. They, oh my gosh, D-zone coverage for that team is uh, is atrocious right now, but you can get gifted the puck on a tee with an empty net and you still have to put it in there. And, and uh, DR made a great shot. And then on the game-winning goal, that's just such a smart play using the net. He realizes that they have 2D caught on the other side. Matthews is caught in between. He curls out, knows he doesn't have the short side because and he has the screen and puts it far side shelf it's just a great play and i've really liked his game lately skating well 
And I know he has a smile on his face a lot, but he looks like he's enjoying himself, right? He looks like he's got a little more oomph, uh, a little more confidence. Yeah, I hear that, Luke. Luke, hang on the line. We're going to have more with Luke Gazdick, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Also, Cole Caulfield has scored late in the third to give Montreal a 3-2 lead in New Jersey. More Inside Sports after the news.